0: Welcome back to the Successful AF Podcast with your hosts, Ashley and Fiona. How are you doing, Faye? I'm doing good. Today we had on Jenny Alzheimer and we're so excited because she is one of the few women who works in a male-dominated industry, so she gives us so much insight on this topic and we're so excited for you guys to listen. So without further ado, let's get into it. Welcome to the show, Jenny. We're so excited to have you on. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. So why don't we start back to the beginning of kind of how you got to where you are today?
1: Okay. um, Well, um, I grew up in a household that we didn't have a lot of money. So my dad was a bus driver by trade. And because we didn't have a lot of money, he started a small landscaping business on the side. So when I was about 10 years old. He asked me to come and help him weed the beds at the houses so I did and uh, I weeded and he gave me ten bucks at the end of the day and when you're ten years old ten (laughs) dollars is a lot of money especially because I'm old and back then it was a lot of money and we I just was like wow this is awesome so I said all right daddy I'll meet you the next time you go out and he's like okay and I fell in love and as I grew up uh, each year he taught me how to use different equipment the lawnmower the weed whacker, the blower, and when I was in high school, I was meeting him after my, d- you know, school day, and we were cutting grass. And I had to do a senior project in my senior year, obviously. And he was volunteering at Old Westbury Gardens just to learn more about the horticulture industry and landscaping. And he's like, "Why don't you come with me? You could do your senior project there." So I did, and. I was working with them and all their interns had quit at the end of the summer because they had to go back to college. And they were like, oh, we're looking for somebody to cut grass. And my dad's like, Jen can cut grass. So they're like, all right, you're hired. So I got the job and I was making six fifty an hour. I wasn't making the $10 <laughs> with my dad anymore, <laughs> but I was still making money. And I started cutting grass for them. and. I was going to start college in the spring. I went to Nassau Community College. And my dad was, he said to me, I don't want you to go into a career you hate. So when you go to school, try everything. I don't care what it is. Try it all. And if you really, really want to do horticulture for the rest of your life, then we'll make a decision after you go. My dad never even graduated high school. So for him, this was a big deal that his daughter was going to college. So I did. I took basket weaving. I took... Uh, English Lit and I actually took um, theater and I was building theater sets for the theater department and I absolutely loved it but it wasn't outside mm-hmm. and I realized I can't do this so I was almost done with school and I said daddy I want to I be a horticulturist I want to I be a landscaper okay no problem so I finished Nassau and I was still working at Old Westbury Gardens and I um Enrolled at Farmingdale, their HORT hort program, and I found myself. And it was the most amazing moment of my life because I did not fit in anywhere. I was that weird kid in high school. You know, I hid in the library. I was just, you know, I was a nerd that wasn't smart. That was me. (laughs) No, it was. I mean, that's (laughs) who I was. So, you know, finding my place and finding people who had the same interest that I did, I really, and I I make this really corny joke that I truly blossomed at Farmingdale, and I enveloped that program. I did uh, landscape design, I did the hort management program, I did it all. And when I graduated, I was like, oh my gosh, this is amazing. But I knew I wanted to do more. So Old Westbury was a great starting point, and I was there for seven years. And I was given the opportunity to move to a small botanic garden for the town of North Hempstead. And I moved there as their assistant director of horticulture. And I was only 24 at the time. So it was a big deal to have that position at my age. And it was a beautiful garden. It was 12 acres. It was kind of run down. So it was a really amazing experience to rebuild it and regenerate it. And (laughs) they gave me this program. They're like, oh, you're going to run the children's garden program. And I'm like, I'm going to do what? I'm like, I don't even <laughs> like kids. I'm like, <laughs> are you are you kidding me? Like, o- okay. So I started out the program. I had 10 kids my first year. And I had no idea what I was doing. Like, how old were they? They were anywhere from 5 to 13. Oh,
2: my gosh. Ugh.
1: Yeah. And this is a kid. Uh, like, I'm the person, like, I didn't babysit. Like, I babysit, sat a little bit when I was younger, but not, like, a lot. So I'm like, what am I going to do with these kids? <laughs> And 13 years later, when I actually left um, Clark Botanic Garden, I had 60 kids, three classes and a waiting list. Wow. So I literally took a program that was nothing and made it into something. And I love teaching now. I, I had a couple of people, a, a couple of the moms who were, you know, in. And that was a really fun part. Was that the moms became part of my class. And the dads, (laughs) too. Like, they wanted to learn more about gardening. And they said to me, who, some of them were teachers. They're like, you are the best teacher because you are so passionate about what you do. And that's what the kids see. So, even though I had no education background, I gave the kids something different. Which was a lot of fun. And then in, I think it was 2010, I was just working, you know, and... A contingent from the town of Babylon came to my garden looking to see how a small botanic garden ran because they were thinking of doing something like this at their town and I was having a really bad day and I didn't want to talk to anybody I just wanted to go like hide in the bushes somewhere because I just wasn't in the mood but I find that if you don't take a chance and you don't put yourself out there you never know what you're gonna find so I went over I'm like oh hi I'm Jen I'm the horticulturist here blah 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 and I went up have this great conversation, and about a week later, I had exchanged emails with the people and everything, and they got in touch with me, and they're like, wow, you know, we love what you're doing there, we'd love to just pick your brain, so of course I, you know, talked to them about everything, and didn't hear from them for a while, and about a year later, it was uh, just after Halloween, um, I sent an email to this fellow Dan Rockwindado, and I was like, how you guys doing, are you doing the project, and he goes, yeah we're actually going forward
0: with it and Is i that said dan 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 yeah oh, okay. dan dan
1: and i said and he's like yeah 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 and then like a week later he's like um hey we want you to come in for an interview i'm like for what <laughs> they're like the garden project i'm like why well they're like well we're gonna start it and we want you on the ground floor and i'm like uh, um but I, li- I like my job i'm, I'm not leaving my job <laughs> and they're like no no we just want you in for an interview so i was like okay so i go for the interview And it was two hours long. And I'm thinking to myself, either this was the best interview of my life or I really sucked. And I'm leaving. And I'll never forget, it was with the um, supervisor for the town, Dan, and their chief of staff, who is a very intimidating man. (laughs) And I was just like, as soon as he walked in, I was like, oh. Was it
2: all men? All men. Okay. All men.
1: Hmm. So I was like, oh my gosh. Anyway, I did my thing, I left, didn't hear from them for like two weeks i'm thinking to myself
0: oh i i, I blew it two okay. weeks is a long time two I weeks would, is a long time i think the same yeah. thing
1: i was like okay and i get a call jen loved it everybody's totally enamored with you we'll call you after the new year with the contract and i was like but i didn't say yes <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing so i had like six weeks to kind of think about this.
2: Did you so could you explain more about what this project was and like what you did know about it at this point?
1: Okay, so all I knew was I had this old park site/dump that they wanted to make into a botanical garden. And prior to me even going on the interview, I asked the fella Dan, I said, "Can I come by and just see the site? I just want to see it." And I went, and oh my god, it was horrific. It was gross. It was run down I mean it was just awful but I saw the beauty in the site and I was like if you don't do this project I will find a way to do it because I could see it and when you're in landscape design you have to be able to look into the future of the project otherwise you can't visualize. you know you have to visualize it done and if you can't do that then you shouldn't be on that project and I could see the whole thing finished in my head so yeah, so it was 27 acres, um, eight acres of that property was a dumping site, or a, a, it's called a pad site, where they just would like leave debris and uh, garbage and stuff, and it just it was, it was gross, it was just horrible, and I mean, mountains, like, like, you could literally ski down these mountains, that's how much garbage there was there, so it was phenomenal to be able to see past that, and to know what the p- potential of that project
0: was. Jack. I wish we could do like a video because, like, if y- I'm sure you have before pictures, but just oh, I have knowing a whole PowerPoint presentation, yeah, yeah, ju- <laughs> 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 well, a, a geek, I know? mean, <laughs> just knowing what it looks like now, like, I really wish, um. You could like get the visual Yeah Because like it is just like going I can't even going there and knowing what I know Like I can't even picture it As like the garbage dumping ground That she's yeah. talking about um, You know because I obviously didn't know it before Like I yeah. only went after you know when Jen Like we met Jen and you know started going to her garden But um, it's beautiful Like in the summers what you guys do Like a sunflower thing Like a mm-hmm. sunflower not maize, But like all like along the walkways and stuff there's like um a water that like goes through it so there's uh, like a bridge so like beautiful. it's so pretty it's so cute i don't know what water it is but it's
1: uh, the carl's river
0: carl's river mm-hmm. and then um it's she has like uh like turtle sightings like in the river so like you Aww. could see the turtles like and it has like you know when you go through like um those certain uh like parks and they have like what animals are there and yeah, like, yeah, d- yeah. like mm-hmm. descriptions Like she has that too Like it's just so interesting Like cause I, I mean I've never really even Like I know the story mm-hmm. But like in depth like this I've never really heard it So just hearing that like what it came from Is yeah. like so interesting Cause like I can't even picture it that way
1: Yeah and what's I mean The beauty of the, f- the Place is that It's a natural watershed It's the third largest watershed on Long Island So it We were able to preserve and maintain the beauty of the naturalness of the place as well as incorporating the ornamental so it's a seamless um, change so you have like the very manicured lawns and the the beautiful gardens but then you go into a wetland and you go into this uh, wooded area and you don't even realize it's a transition because it's just so seamless and it's really just a wonderful way of preserving the natural world but incorporating something that is exceptionally beautiful
0: and i think on that note of like incorporating other things it's important to note that jen also has a vegetable garden in this garden that she donates how much food? uh
1: last year we donated 612 pounds of organic vegetables to our local soup kitchen
0: like wow. like yeah. on top of like just being a garden for like sites and like yes it's beautiful the flowers are beautiful but like also incorporating this and giving back to the town i think is so important too yeah
2: so Uh, so i guess you took the job (laughs) i did i did i took the job and
1: (laughs) i mean what a phenomenal experience to um we don't have the capabilities of doing like cad programs and stuff we don't have that in Mm -hmm. our you know our person i guess you could say So we worked with an amazing uh, landscape architecture firm in Philadelphia that is renowned all over the world. So, I mean, when you're a landscape designer and you work with a landscape architect, you're kind of in awe. Yeah. It's just, I mean, the offices were beautiful and they had so much at their fingertips that I never would have in my entire life. So, you know, being able to work with them and, and tell them what I wanted to see on paper and have them do it was amazing. So they, they essentially took our ideas and drew it all up, and then we created the garden from that blueprint. I mean, and things change on time, you know, all the time because when you're in a site, um, you know, there's, you know, there's water levels and there's topography and there's all these things that, you know, you don't anticipate until you're in the site. So, you know, it's definitely amazing i've been on this project i just started my 13th year on this project so wow. we are um, two-thirds of the way done we have another third to complete and uh, we're working on funding for that and once we get that we'll continue on the project but we are open to the public
2: and people are loving it so it's wonderful it's so amazing so I remember when I first met you, and I didn't even know that this was a real job, honestly. (laughs) No, I have to, like, explain it a certain way. Yeah, so I was just, like, so fascinated, and I remember Ashley being like, Fiona, you need to go see Jen's house because it's so (laughs) beautiful. And and I just think it's so cool because I think so many of our listeners are going to, be like i didn't even know that this was an opportunity like i didn't know that you could do this i i even now i didn't know that you could do this like um, like a college program Mm -hmm. for this um i thought that this was something that you kind of like you know someone or you you go straight into that from high school which you you kind of did to a certain extent but Mm -hmm. um i didn't know that that there were college programs so like do you know could you explain a little bit more about like what you learned in college. Oh, sure. That directly, like, and I guess, like, more in depth of what you actually do day to day. Okay. In those, in the garden and yeah. all that.
1: Yeah. Well, um, so there when I was in school, it was just a um, horticultural program. And now that times have changed, because I went to school quite a few years ago, um, it's now urban horticulture because that has progressively taken over the horticultural field. So, I mean, you basically learn uh, plant species, you learn um horticultural methods, uh and then I did the design program because I'm a really artsy fartsy kind of person. Mm-hmm. So, I love, you know, taking colors and textures and matching them and you have to look at the homes that you like at the time we had to take homes or businesses and we had to landscape design them for our Projects, and um, you would look at the home. You look at the textures, uh, whether it was brick or wood or whatever, and you have to work off of that. So, you know, there are certain s- plant species that do better in sunlight. There's other ones that do better in shade. So they all have this um, component that will complement the house, I guess you could say, or business, or wherever, whatever you're designing. And you also have to know like plant systematics botany and chemistry and you know do they need fertilizer do they not need fertilizer do they need um pruning care or not you know so there's a lot behind plant mm-hmm. material i mean so many people come up to me and they're like oh i want to i want oh. um a plant that's not a lot of work and i'm like Okay, All plants are work <laughs> and they don't exist so um, She's
0: talking about me Because <laughs> I have said that to her <laughs> I'm like I want something I can put in It can look pretty and I don't need to do anything And I told her to go to the dollar store And get Your a plastic, plastic. plant <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So
1: you know It's, it's you And I, do, I still do a lot of work with the school Because I want to promote um, Women in horticulture Because when I was in school There was only three
2: women In my whole class
1: the rest of the class was all men,
2: and it, that's so fascinating to me because I think in in culture, like gardening, is perceived as a more female, <laughs> um, right? <laughs> you, you
1: would think that because you know you, know you always I think mean? of like the grandma hanging out in the backyard yeah, with her like vegetables and stuff, and yeah, yes, but this when I was going to school, it was mostly gentlemen if I can call them that at the time um (laughs) who were you know working for their fathers who had landscape businesses and their dads wanted them to learn more so it was less
2: creative and more like this is just an opportunity yes okay
1: yeah and I mean don't get me wrong (laughs) this was great (laughs) I'm sorry (laughs) but so my landscape design class it was 15 people in the class Mm -hmm. and three of us were women and that was it and the boys would draw... Boys. Yeah, I can call them that, right? Um, <laughs> The boys would draw, like, lollipops as trees. And, like, we would do full-on scale, like, beautiful yeah. tree drawings and stuff. And the teacher, who was a man... I have to say, all the m- teachers I had going to school were all men. I had no female teachers. That's wow. yeah. wild. And... <laughs> he would like make fun of them He's like what are these freaking lollipops doing on your design <laughs> You know and he's like oh but the girls They did such a great job And it was almost condescending in a way yeah, Because yeah. I felt like yeah we did a good job Because we we want a good grade Yeah, And yeah. yet these boys got the same grades as us And yeah. they didn't do the work that we did And there was a rumor going around at the time That the professor was actually stealing our designs He would bring in projects he was working on on the outside Give us the landscape oh my God. and we would do the drawings and then he would use it in his thing I can't prove that yeah but yeah oh so my gosh. yeah I did not have one female professor when That's I was crazy. in my horticulture department
2: so so, yeah. so you went into in this career path yes and did you feel that that was the same going into the actual workforce
1: absolutely okay yeah I mean I when I was in school I had to to pay for school. So I didn't have the luxury. I couldn't take out loans. I couldn't, I had, you know, I had to work for it. So I was working full time and going to school. So I was working and I also had a small side business where I was doing like small installs of of gardens. And I'll never forget, I went to a nursery, a wholesale nursery, and it was all men. And not one guy would help me because I was a young girl and they felt like I was just there. And it was really hard. Like I left there crying because nobody helped me, and they were and I was like, "Excuse me, excuse me. Uh, what do you What do you want, sweetheart?" And I'm like, "Excuse me. I'm like, I, I want to buy plants. Oh, I don't have time. I'll, I'll be back later." And it was. Re- I mean, I was you know twenty. I was young, and it was really hard. But and you were
2: an adult. <laughs> I was you an weren't, like a little kid.
1: <laughs> but yeah. they just they wanted nothing to do with you unless you were like this, you know, big guy
0: with cut off sleeves and. Horrible. It's so disgusting, especially, like, I'm sure, like, you never went back there. Oh, I, I did. No, 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 I did. Oh. oh I yeah. want to hear that story, though. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, no. No, I... It took me a little while to go back there because I was so... But I did... I was able to find nursery-friendly... Uh, Women-friendly nurseries, mm-hmm. I guess, in time. But it took a little while, you know? And... But it was hard. It was hard. You're talking late 90s I mean early I'm sorry early 90s and it was just it was and even today in was it 2023 this it I work with all men yeah there are four women in my entire department out of 182 of us there's four women
2: do you feel like there is a lot more young people coming in in general like um (laughs) or not really
1: no there is and but they Okay They're going into The cannabis culture You know That's becoming yeah. very popular mm-hmm. And we actually Now Farmingdale Offers a class In cannabis studies
0: Yeah let's also talk about The first time I met Jen The first thing I asked her Was do you know How to grow weed <laughs> <laughs> That's usually Everybody's first question mean <laughs> <laughs> Like oh you're
1: a gardener I'm like yeah Like how do you grow pot I'm like You don't have to whisper I, I, I It's okay You know We can talk about it it's, We can talk about it now. now Yeah <laughs> But I mean This was even 20 years ago People yeah. would come up to me that's so, so funny But yes, I do find that there's more women um, Young women coming up And when I do, do reach, you know, outreach at the school They come up to me and I tell them my story And they're like, wow, I want to be you when I grow up And I'm like, girlfriend, you have a lot of work to do <laughs> <laughs> Because, you know and, and no offense to your younger culture But the work ethic isn't there mm-hmm. It's a lot different than it was You know, like we had to work We had no choice So I mean seeing these girls Coming in and and I promote them and I Ask them to come and I've had women come work for me And they did not last
0: I think it's Fiona And I have talked about this it's like that new culture Of like work from home it's Social media I've been coming and A lot of people don't Want to get their hands dirty Especially in a Job where it's so labor Intense Mm -hmm. you know like I know Jen comes home sore sometimes From work and like personally i could never (laughs) (laughs) i also could never she's like like, i'm sore
2: from opening the door for my new client (laughs) (laughs)
0: like my arm Um. like i baked cookies (laughs) and i'm exhausted (laughs) but literally like i know uh, like what jen does like at her house i'm like ooh could never be me (laughs) but like I and I know a lot of people like probably think that they want to go that route and then you know they work with you for one week I I, you know and they probably wouldn't last like I just think it's that new culture of like you know work from home is huge right now and um, you know becoming an influencer and really going heavy on social media is just like a completely different world and I think it's it's much more much
2: less labor oriented in general Oh, I think people are much more like I just want to like I don't want to get my hands dirty I don't want to do an actual physical labor job mm-hmm. and I think it's still somewhat like people that feel like they can't do the other jobs are like okay I'm gonna do a labor job if that makes sense
1: well you know it's interesting you say that because I find that you know the trades world mm-hmm. you know carpenters yeah. plumbers are, are
2: starving for that's people. That, that's what I mean it's like it's and I think so many people don't recognize that as a path like I feel like so many people go to college and they have no idea what they want to do and then they get to senior year and they're like okay well I guess I'll just go get a nine to five like I'll go and then they hate their lives Uh and they're probably not making that much money and they probably could have there there were there were someone that maybe wasn't that good at school or didn't really have a passion for something and they probably could have finished high school and went to trade school and made a lot more money and been way more successful and those are still excellent jobs and excellent benefits. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, I mean,
1: unions, yeah. I mean, union jobs like labor's union, plumbing union, electrical union. I mean, once you get through your apprenticeship, mm-hmm. you are making beaucoup money, especially on overtime. Yeah. So there are so many opportunities out there, but I agree with you. You know, people don't want to put in the physical effort of doing a physical job. I had a, uh, a young man start with me last year and... <laughs> His father was the uh, welder for the town, and he's like, Jen, I want him to come work with you because he's he's never really done work. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh God! Oh great, thank <laughs> you. Yeah, put him in my hand <laughs> So he shows up, and he's the cutest thing in the whole world. And I'm just like, Hey, Greg, how you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm good. I'm good. If I don't do a good job, my dad's gonna kill me. Okay, no problem. <laughs> don't worry about it. So he never used a weed whacker. He never used a lawnmower. Like he's never done physical labor ever. Well, he started in April. By June, he was doing a design of plants at his house. Aw. So we inspired him. And he picked up the equipment. He's very mechanical, so I knew I could work with him. And he's still with me, and, you know, he's hoping to get a full-time job at the town. And he really likes it, you know? So I think the opportunity of introducing these trades to people yeah. is not available either. Yes, you know
0: percent There needs to be education. And I was also going to say, I feel like a lot of, um, like parents of these kids push college when, you know, trade school would be so much more beneficial or like these kids would probably like love it so much more than education. And it's just like being pushed. And I feel like a lot of people get pushed to college when it's not necessarily the better move for them. Mm hmm.
2: And that's why like Ashley and I are so pro like community college Mm -hmm. because it's like if you're if you're someone who's like senior like I don't really know what I want to do like whatever like try college Mm -hmm. don't go to Penn State and spend millions of dollars to party and do and do the same classes but go to a community college and be like try a bunch of things like you said. Mm -hmm and then if college isn't for you then go to trade school but you only spent two years there and you right. didn't spend the full four yeah and you still got a degree and you still tried things
0: i think community college is also a great move because they also have a lot of opportunities of like trade classes that you mm-hmm. could take like i know personally suffolk has a whole real estate license program that i could have taken mm-hmm. you know if i wanted to or like and i know they do trade school like i Kenny um my dad had gotten a booklet of like everything that they offer because like him as a vet they'll pay for that so it was like all the classes that they offer like home inspector and electrician and welding and you know all these different classes that you could take just through community college like you know and it's just so much more opportunity than going Mm -hmm. away and wasting that money and you could really find out what you like and maybe it might not be the path that you ever thought you would take but at least you're able to try it while you're there
2: and I think it also gave us so much opportunity to and everyone that I knew that went to community college with us like the opportunity to also try new jobs Mm -hmm. and like you have more flexibility when you're staying home you know you know you have a network of people or like you can try jobs like i feel like a lot of times people go away they like don't work mm-hmm. and i'm like you're, you're just going to college and not working like i can't imagine like ever doing that because yeah. i worked all through college mm-hmm. and i think like that says a lot about you too and like your time management skills and things like that like i think you should work in college i i agree because
1: yeah. it gives you a a sense of purpose yeah you know like for me i had to work to go to college yeah like i didn't have a choice so, I mean, there were some semesters that I could only take two classes because that's all I could afford. Mm-hmm. So I did night school for the majority of my uh, college life because I didn't have a choice. I had to work full time to pay for college and rent and everything else that you goes with, you know, mm-hmm. being an adult. And um, when I finished my bachelor's degree at Farmingdale, I was actually the first group of students to do the horticultural management program they had just implemented it like two years before and it kind of got off to a rough start but I was one of the first classes to graduate from it which was really awesome and it gave me a a really amazing sense of management skills that I didn't know I needed in horticulture but you do especially running a botanical garden you have to manage people programming classes um, we used to sell mulch we used to do that you know so you had a kind of figure everything out and I realized that business is such an integral part of the botanical industry so I decided to keep going to school and I went and got my master's I got uh, a master's in business administration because I knew if I was ever going to run this or run a botanical garden in time which was always a dream I um I needed that that schooling behind it And the interesting part, which I'll play back in a second, was in my final semester, you had to write a business plan for part of your, like, I guess, graduation part. Mm. And I wrote a business plan on how to start a botanical garden from scratch. And it was, yeah, it was on. Full circle. Full circle. And I was, it was on farmland. It wasn't, you know, public land. It was different. I was trying to save farmland out east, you know, like, because that was really important to me about, you know, Long Island's agricultural, you know heritage and that was in 04 and i got the job in 2011 and when you read my business plan it is exactly what i'm doing right now
2: so crazy that's like true manifesting yeah Yeah. especially subconscious that's one of our questions later so (laughs) we know the answer to that (laughs) um (laughs) um that's so crazy isn't it crazy when you like see something come to life and you're like oh my gosh i literally wrote this yeah well that
1: was the interesting part so i took the job and you know once i got through all the design parts of the job I went back and I read that business plan and And I was like
0: oh shit oh
1: my gosh so I gave it to Dan and he read it he's like oh my gosh and I'm (laughs) like yeah so it was it was pretty wild and it wasn't something that I put out into the universe willingly like I mean I did it because I had to do it for school but I didn't think anything of it like it was always a dream of mine but so watching it come to fruition is just unbelievable
2: so a big thing that we want to talk about today is what it's like to, to be a female in a male-dominated industry. Um, and I know we touched on it a little bit. Um, but if you could kind of just tell us some stories that you have experienced <laughs> in your career that really highlight what it's like. Oh,
1: well, there's, there's quite a bit. Well, all right. So I started out with like, you know, when I was in school, there was only three women in mm-hmm. my whole class. You know, then that was, that was tough. I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, I got to flirt with all the boys. It was a <laughs> really good time, let me tell you. But um, it the was reishi, hard. That ratio is crazy. Oh, it's fantastic. It's fantastic, <laughs> yeah. Um, I actually, they used to call me the kissing bandit because I'd only kiss the little boys. I wouldn't do anything else. And they were like, yeah, you're not going to get that far with Jen, so don't worry about it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, oh my God, you <laughs> and
2: Ashley are like the same exact person. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yeah, but um, it was, it was, it was hard because I remember in my f- uh, final uh, landscape design class we our project was to do a design for um, the planning fields flower show and we all did our design and then the class had a vote on it and I told my teacher I said I do not want to I don't want to win I, I don't have time for this I'm working like I don't have time I well, guess who won me mm-hmm. and I had to be the foreman on the job and I had a, all these boys under me. And they were, like, a little weird about it. You know, we had to build the set. We had to, you know, do the whole thing. And they were a little, like, you know, kind of like, oh, we don't want to take orders from Jen. You know, she's a girl. Dah, dah, dah. I mean, they did it. And we did a beautiful job. T- and we actually won. We actually won third place in the flower show. And it was really pretty cool. But, yeah, it was. L- that was, like, my first real feeling of that. And then um, in... When I was working at Old Westbury We did have other women horticulturists On the property They were older than me Much older than I was And you know Oh Jen was sleeping with this one And Jen was doing this I I was still a virgin (laughs) I I didn't sleep with anybody But
0: the rumors were horrible I think it's like one of those things That you learn early on Like don't shit where you eat
1: Yeah And, And I didn't And you know But it didn't matter I slept with the entire Maintenance department Meanwhile I didn't Go near any of them but how old were you at this time I was um, 19 okay 19 and then I remember I was 20 20 20, 21 21 and I was um, a manhandled by the mechanic Mm. and I went to HR and I complained I said you know he, he did something to me it wasn't it wasn't vicious or anything but it was made me uncomfortable yeah and um I was told that it was my fault because was HR a woman or It a was a woman. Oh my gosh. And it was my fault. And he was um he was from Italy and uh, that's just what they do there. That's what they told oh me.
2: Oh my god.
0: And Okay, well where where in
2: America. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, I know.
0: And it was really hard. Like I yeah. I didn't go to work for a week. I think it's also like hard when you're in that type of field where it's so male dominated that like you would view these women as like allies but I feel like they tend to fall into like the same kind of um culture, I guess. Yeah, because they're all scared. Like, you know what I mean? Like none yeah. of them
2: wanna speak up because they Yeah, and you're feel talking, so dominated. This was
1: like ninety three. Yeah. You know, and This was before the Me Too movement. This was, you know, before all of that. So, you know, I used to wear clothes that a 20-year-old, 21-year-old would wear. You know, jeans that fit, you know, tank tops, whatever. I was a kid. And once that happened, I changed my entire person. And that's a shame because you shouldn't have to do that. Yeah. And if anyone knows me, I wear the baggiest clothes you've ever seen in your entire life. Because I want to now be known for my brain and my work ethic. I don't want to be known because I look cute in a pair of jeans. But that was a hard lesson to, to take in when you're 20, 21 years old. And the fact that they blamed me for it was even harder. So I had to come in early before he would come to work. So I didn't have to see him. And I have to stay late after they punched out. So I wouldn't have to see him because I was so uncomfortable. And I wound up leaving a couple, like a year or two later. I went to my other job, the, a different job. But when I got to that job... Oh, you slept with the boss to get the job, and that was the rumor. And I wasn't even there, like, two months, and that was the rumor. And Do it you was think sh-
2: that people just felt, like, really threatened by you because you were somewhat successful at that point? I mean, I don't know if it was – I think it was a, a bit of both.
1: I think, yes, I was, you know, coming up the ladder in the mm. horticultural industry, but also um, – and I, I don't want this to come across poorly – but I'm not your typical landscape-looking girl, you know. Um, a lot of women who come up in this industry are tougher-looking. Yeah, I'm I'm a girly girl. You know, yeah. I'm physically a girly girl, and I and I can't hide that about myself. I mean, that's just who I am. Yeah, and I mean, my nickname is Barbie Horticulture. <laughs> so. <laughs> there you go it,
2: it's just that you came in and people were like what's going on oh they yeah. were just yeah they were taken aback by oh by yeah well until we get to my <laughs>
1: next job and then i'll <laughs> tell you that story but you know coming up in here i mean it took i don't know maybe two years before everybody was like very accepting of me um i mean even the secretaries were just like catty with me and i'm like yeah. i don't even work with you like i'm outside <laughs> and it was very it was very difficult it was it was very hard um But what I found that was my saving grace was the people who would come to the garden and the people that I inspired to do more at their homes and in their lives because the garden was so beautiful. And then when I moved to my current job, there was not one female in my yard. Not one. It's all men. And I remember having to go into the foreman's office on my first day and you know, shake twelve foreman's hands that a didn't want me because I had education b I was gonna make more money than them, and c they thought the whole project was a joke, so I had three strikes to get me before I even got in the door mm-hmm. and then when they met me and they saw that I wasn't you know whatever I, I you know i don't I don't know what the right wording is, but I wasn't a manly woman, yeah, I was a girly woman um they're like what the hell can she do? She can't do anything. And that was that was tough. I mean, I had one guy who would berate me behind my back on a constant, and I never did anything to him. He just did not like me. But 2 years later, he actually apologized to me for what he did, which was a huge thing. Yeah. But I mean, I would go home crying, like literally crying because yeah. I was treated so poorly. And again, guess who I slept with? Everybody in the yard, you know? But I learned some lessons as I came up through the industry that if you flirt with everybody, then they don't know who you're sleeping with, so it doesn't matter, you know? <laughs> and uh, so I would just be like, oh, hey, babe, nice haircut today. Oh, you're looking good. Oh, how's the wife? How's she doing? You know, and you just, you had to not be fake and phony, but you you had to put on a, a face where they could couldn't figure you out yeah you know and it took a long time I mean I've been in this industry 32 years and I would say the last 10 years have been well maybe not eight years I just stopped caring
2: like I stopped like giving a shit I'm sorry it's so (laughs) crazy because like it's so crazy you you said that you like put on this act oh yeah because I, like, from the second I met you, like, I feel like you're just such a caring, authentic person. Mm-hmm. And, like, uh, so likable. Like, you know what I mean? I can't imagine, like, being in a situation and, like, someone doesn't like you. It's crazy to uh, me.
1: It it was definitely hard. But, I mean, like, I won them over. Even yeah. the crustiest, grumpiest <laughs> old bastards, I won them over in time. But, it, you know, they they were afraid of my education. Yeah. They thought I was going to be some stuck up bitch who, oh, I know more than you. I'm not like that. And
2: it all comes down to them feeling threatened and insecure. Like that's really all it is. It's really just that I'm insecure because this person's coming in and I don't know anything about them and they're making more money than me and they're going to be more successful than me. And 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 it was all because I was a female. And they're like, so there has to be a catch here. Like, I don't understand why they turn not me, you know? And if, if I was a
1: male, they would never have questioned it. Yeah. Yeah you know, and so about two years ago, I think it was two years ago, I had not gotten a raise. I had not gotten anything. I mean, I was there a long time. And I had done a tremendous amount of overhaul in the job. And I was like, all right, no one's fighting for me. So I'm going to fight for myself. So mm-hmm. I went to the commissioner and I said, listen, I said, I've been here, whatever it is, 10 years, whatever it was. I said, I mean, I've done so much, so much for this place. And I mean, you're not even throwing me a bone. You're not like all the foremen get a half an hour or an hour of overtime every day. I, I'm a foreman. I didn't, I didn't get anything, I, you know? So it's just like, you can't just give me a little something like, can't I be equal? Yeah. And so the, so I went and I fought for myself and I heard nothing. It was like crickets. I was like, oh my gosh. I'm like, how much more do I have to do? Like. I'm telling you, if I had a penis, it would be a totally different story. <laughs> and no offense, but yeah. it's true. No, it is. And finally, I got a phone call. Oh, Jen, you know, everything's in the works. I'm like, what are you talking about? I heard, I heard nothing at this point. Like, oh, no, we're, we're going to get you some more money. I'm like, oh, okay. Is it the overtime? No, we can't give you that. I'm like, what do you mean? No, we're just going to give you a, a, a monetary raise. Not a new title, nothing. I'm like, oh, okay, I'll whatever. And like, I just kind of blew it off because I really didn't think it was real. And then all of a sudden, um, the commissioner who I had broached the first time, he's like, oh, I heard a rumor. Did you hear the rumor? And I'm like, what? It was just like, it was mind blowing to me. Like, this is how you're going to go about this? Yeah. You're not even going to be professional about yeah. it? Yeah. And then I was supposed to get an assistant. I was supposed to all this stuff. And then, you know, I did get a raise. I did. But when I did the calculations, it still didn't match the half an hour of overtime that the foreman got. And I was like, I was, ha- don't get me wrong. I'm not going to. You know be upset I still got a raise But like they still couldn't do What they did for the men
2: Yeah which is like literally the bare minimum Of like just being equal Yeah, Because you're equal with these other people Yeah, And
1: I'm not the only um, There's a, a woman who works In the highway department um, Who had to fight for some stuff too You know and if I didn't go and fight for myself I wouldn't have gotten it And I'm not bad mouthing the town or anything like that I'm just stating that you know, being a female in a man's world, and you have to fight. Yeah, and it's it's hard because you shouldn't have to. You should be granted these things on your own merit and your work ethic. And mm-hmm. if I didn't go, nothing would
2: have happened. And think about like how many females, and you being one of them, that are probably doing more work, <laughs> oh. oh, or I, triple I, yeah. the work, and probably better work, better quality of work, mm-hmm. um, like than all of your male peers. Oh,
1: I mean, I outwork guys who are half my age. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. And they tell me, too. They're like, Jen, could you just go sit down? You're making us look bad. I'm like, no. <laughs> let's get to work. We got... I mean, uh, when we're done with this, you know, episode, I'll show you a video of me in a lake in waiters with a chainsaw. <laughs> okay? And that's what I do. You know, that's how we get stuff done. And And I tell Kenny all the time, you know, there are days where... You know, I'm just like, I'm not in the mood for this, but I put on my big girl pants with the rainbow sunflowers and unicorns and I get shit done. Yeah. And that's what you have to do. And I will not let man or woman tell me I can't do something and I'm going to do it. And, you know, I'm going to be 50 this year and I'm really proud of that.
2: Yeah. And I still outwork my 25 year olds any yeah. day of the week. Well, <laughs> you you'll continue to because they have terrible work ethic. <laughs> <laughs>
1: At least my guys are pretty good, but I mean, some days I'm like, uh, what time do we go to bed?" Oh, we went to I there. think
2: I think I have a great work ethic, but you will not catch me in Doing water with a chainsaw. Yeah. I, I if you're looking for me, I'm not there. <laughs> Don't worry.
1: No, and, and that's why when I go to the school and I try to recruit these these girls, you know, and and I tell them, I said, you know, I'm going to teach you the equipment. I'm going to well I I just want to weed beds and play with flowers I'm like well that's not what I do (laughs) and you know when working for a municipality too you are not I'm just not the horticulturist like if there's a snowstorm I plow snow yeah if there's a hurricane I am out cutting trees off of homes I am cleaning up debris I mean that's part of my job I mean I've had quite a few marriage proposals because I had a chainsaw in my hand and guys thought that was sexy so (laughs) I mean you know it's It's not easy work And especially being the only female on the crew You know if someone's house got crushed by a tree Or you know There's an older couple Who's plowed in Because they can't shovel out You know they come to me first Because they you know I'm a sympathetic ear I'm a female Mm -hmm. And I have no problem with that And I usually dig Mm -hmm. them out or you know help them Or listen to their stories And the guys will just ignore them Because they don't want to be bothered So I love the fact that i'm that person yeah but i remember when we were um cleaning up sandy hurricane sandy we were working 13 hour days seven days a week we didn't have a break for almost eight weeks after sandy and at the end of it we were doing um, construction debris which is you're going to people's homes and just taking their garbage and taking their lives and throwing it out because so many homes got destroyed during sandy and i remember coming up to a house And the woman must have been a crafty person because it was lace and yarn and material that we were throwing out. And I just was done. I was so physically exhausted that I was in the street crying with this woman because I felt so bad that I was throwing her life away. And the guys were all looking at me like they would never understand that, you know. And she thanked me. And she actually wrote me a letter thanking me. So I had to go home because I was exhausted. (laughs) But (laughs) I mean, it was just that i love that fact about my job too that i can be that person on the job site that people come to and you know and have that um graciousness of um empathy yeah That's do you really feel
0: cool. that you're like that for your male coworkers as well like they find like um oh, what is the word i'm looking for like they confide in you oh
1: you know how many guys I've gotten out of fights with their girlfriends? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. I have texted more girlfriends for (laughs) these guys and like, Oh baby. And they're like, like, Jen, that sounds amazing. And I'm like, of course it does. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I've, uh, you know, being, um, in my age group and, and some of the guys who are older than me have gone through divorces and I have been there with them through their divorces and I have comforted them. I have listened to them. I've taken them out to lunch, you know, and, yeah I mean I can't tell you how many guys I mean one of them just got married on Monday he's so cute and he, c- he was like Jen Jen I'm getting married on Monday at <laughs> town <laughs> hall at 12 or 30 you have to be there I need you to be there so of course you know I made cookies for him yeah. and I you know and and I love that I love that they want me now like for many years nobody wanted me but now I think I'm at an age where not that they're not threatened but I think they just accept that I'm not there to I don't I want think your they, job I think
2: they've also Especially as newer People come in mm-hmm. And as you get older Like I think there's just Like a different level Of respect regardless
1: Yeah I mean they just They look at me Like the older guys Looked at me as more Of like a mascot Where the new guys Look at me as like The den mother Yeah You know yeah. And, I, and I and I I appreciate that I mean that. there's
2: no mm-hmm. way Those young men Are coming in there And not saying like She runs this shit Like you know what I mean Oh yeah, yeah no, 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 Like, like
1: <laughs> Yeah they, they know They know <laughs> And even the old guys Like they would get mad if I was working too hard. You know, it, it, it took two years for them to, like, all warm up to me. But when they did, I mean, I mean even one of the crustiest ones I had, he <laughs> <laughs> uh, he actually sent me a gift card last year for Christmas. And then he took my picture and had it Im- set, imposed on the gift card. And he's like, thank you for being you. Aww. You know? So it's like, y- you. G- I think you get to an age where, A, you don't let them bother you as much. And they embrace you for the person you are yeah and I think it just they needed time to realize who I was and once they did I mean I'm almost kind of like a celebrity
2: now.
1: <laughs> you know and you're I, the and Kim K of well I don't know if I'm that I mean you know <laughs> I can I have her money and her wardrobe <laughs> I mean that would be
2: fantastic but
1: you know I'm definitely like I you know there's there's always this dividing line between the highway department and the um, buildings and grounds department and I talk to everybody yeah, and I've had a lot of people in highway say, you know, it's so nice that you don't see the dividing line. I'm like, no, cause there is none, you know, even like, what <laughs> is this? The fifties. Like no, But I mean, that's, that's, you know, it's been like that forever. And I mean, like I said, there's 182 of us and there's four women. That's it. Four. And I mean, the girls that I work with, I mean, and we all kind of had a nice kindred. We have a nice work relationship, even though we don't work. One's in engineering, one's in highway, one's in buildings and grounds and one's in environmental um we don't see each other on the regular but when we do it's like it's awesome and they're great women and I, I am so proud and two of them are foremen and I'm so proud of them becoming that mm-hmm. and they they run their shit man yeah. they don't mess around like Kimberly and Karen I love them to death they're, they're you amazing gotta,
2: you gotta be tough for sure
1: oh and they're there t- I mean Kimberly is like a peanut she's five foot two, like a hundred pounds silk and wet. <laughs> and she is <laughs> badass, man. I would not mess with her. And she's just she's awesome. So I, I really I'm lucky in the respect that all the people I work with, men and women, have embraced me but it it took time. Yeah. You know? And you know, anybody in this world can be intimidated by you if they don't understand you. Mm-hmm. But once they get to understand you, I think it's a it's a simple you know it's, it's simple. Just yeah. Let it be. Just let it happen.
2: Yeah. So we're going to get into 20 questions, but before we do, um, do you have any piece of advice for younger women who are either going into a similar industry that you're into or just any male dominated industry? Like what is your best piece of advice for like how to handle this and how to really make a difference? just I first
1: of all I say don't give up because I didn't I kept mm-hmm. going back to that nursery until finally somebody talked to me that's getting back to the, the mm-hmm. first story and eventually like I said once they got to know me oh I'd walk in. Jen how you doing <laughs> what's going on You know, now I, I could walk in anywhere mm-hmm. and it's not a problem but don't give up you know it's it's hard and you're gonna cry and you're gonna feel like garbage at times but like I said put on your big old pants with the rainbow sunflowers and <laughs> unicorns and you get <laughs> shit done man and it's it's It took a long time. I mean, I would have to say I was probably in my mid thirties when I really felt super comfortable, like just being me. Um, and then once I got into my forties, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I've arrived, Mm -hmm. but it's, 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 it's just time and don't, don't give up. Just don't because you will win. And it just and, and be who you are be genuine Because like listen I play the role of you know oh you look great today Babe you know and, and they look like shit half the time <laughs> But I just don't look good um, But it's be who you are and I, and I feel like I've always Maintained My genuinity And if that's a word I don't even know <laughs> um, But also my dad gave me two, two Life lessons that I live to this day And one is Keep your mouth shut And you know it's clean, even if you know anything, because if you sell somebody out, it's going to come back to haunt you. And also never forget where you came from. And I am a landscaper's daughter, and I will weed whack the crap out of something
0: (laughs) before I give it to
1: somebody else to do. And I never, I never give a, my guys will never do a job that I won't do myself. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I was going to say that. I feel like you're very like that. Like, you're not the type to like, oh, I'm too good for that. No. Like, she's the type to, yeah. you know, be the first front. Like, come on, guys, we need to get this done. Mm-hmm.
2: And I think those are, like, the best leaders as well. Mm-hmm. Like, any any great boss I've had, like, they will look at me and be like, I've done this job exactly, and this is how you're going to get to where you are now. And, and they'll still do the same exact job oh, yeah. as me. Um, And that, that's how you gain a level of respect. Like, I'm not going to have respect for a leader who has never been in my shoes, has never done that, you know. Mm-hmm. I
1: mean, my guys call me boss lady. <laughs> like, Yesterday, I could have put one of them in waiters with a chainsaw. But I said, uh, you know, this is my, this is what I want to do. I'm going to go and do it. And they're all standing there. I had four of them staring at me like, <laughs> is she done yet? <laughs> and, and I'm like, should I cut a little more? And they're like, oh, no, Janet, you can come out now. And I'm like covered in mud. And I got, you know. But I, I mean, and I love what I do too. And that's another thing I, I would tell people. If you don't love it, don't do it.
2: Mm -hmm. because you
1: have to do that for 40 years or 50 years or whatever it is especially now like like i'm lucky in my industry with working for municipality that i can retire at 55 Mm
2: -hmm.
1: most people aren't gonna be able to do that you know so make sure you really love it because you're
2: gonna be doing it for a really long time all right are we ready Uh okay all right let's get into 20 questions okay what is your favorite book the last time i was me Bye.
1: um oh. i can't remember her name it's a great story though i mean i'll think of it and i'll <laughs> okay. let you guys know what's your favorite podcast
2: yours <laughs> <laughs> wow no hesitation <laughs> what's usually we have to tell people to say that but <laughs> <laughs> I, know,
1: I think i've only listened to like one other podcast not to like
2: demote you guys but um, yeah <laughs> you definitely <laughs> what is one piece of advice that you would
0: give to your younger self
1: Don't be so critical On yourself
2: It's a really good one
0: Are you a morning Or a night person
2: Morning (laughs) Hello I like smiled As like (laughs) asked this Because I'm
0: like Oh god I already know Jen's in bed By like like,
2: 6.30 7.45 If we're lucky So am I Um, If you could meet One person
0: Dead or alive Who would it be
1: Albert Einstein Oh
0: it's a good one What is the biggest lesson You learned in the last year
1: <sighs> that everybody is replaceable. Ooh, but no one will
2: do the job that you did. Interesting. I love that. In your life, what was the biggest blessing in disguise? My dogs. Oh. I feel like you say the same thing.
0: My dog. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um What is something you feel like you manifested even if it was subconsciously?
1: Oh the garden Yeah
0: obviously. <laughs> I know That's why Fiona was like I didn't, We talked about this so. How do you define
2: success? Never giving up What
0: are you most passionate about?
1: Making people smile
0: I feel like this is the most rapid fire I know This is ever the best had. The best flow mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> For sure
2: <laughs> What do you value most in a person? Humor Hmm. What was your dream job when you were a kid? I wanted
1: to be a geologist. Really? I did. Unfortunately, I am terrible at math, and <laughs> I don't I even know what a geologist does. It's it, They study rocks. Oh. Yeah. I, like geology? I, yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't I know had what to geology take it is. In I love. I love science. It's I'm just too far off. I'm. J- no, it isn't. It's From just what I'm you not good. At, I'm dyslexic so math and I do not get along yeah so I just knew I was never going to be successful at it so I still collect rocks because I do enjoy them but I just I can't do the science part but yes I wanted to be a geologist what was your first job
2: I think we talked about this
1: um I was you know I worked for my dad as a landscaper but my my other job was at a bakery Ooh. did you learn
2: anything? I like did. I there? did. I was
1: the roll girl on Sundays. I had to make rolls on Sunday mornings.
2: <laughs> yes. My boyfriend worked for an Italian bakery and he loves to tell every single person that he's ever meets that he can <laughs> like fill cannolis. He thinks it's <laughs> like, I'm like, it's not that cold. Dude. <laughs> no, but
1: <laughs> we used to have to practice um, writing for the cakes, you know, with the, with the icing. So we had to practice and, and you weren't allowed to write on a cake until you got it. Perfect. Wow. So we had to practice. Yeah. I worked for a German bakery. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you struggle with the most?
2: Uh, self-esteem. What is something many people misread about you?
1: Oh, they think I'm vanilla. <laughs> yeah, they think I'm super vanilla, and I am definitely rocky road. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where's the best place you've ever visited? Hmm. Um, Longwood Gardens in uh, Pennsylvania that was where I realized and I was 13 and I was a grumpy 13 year old <laughs> and I realized that I didn't want to go to this garden and I didn't want to be there I was on vacation with my family and I was like oh god I have to be here blah 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 and I walked around the garden and it was magic and I think that was the seed that was planted I know that's a little cheesy but it was a seed that was planted in me that made me realize how much I love public gardening
2: what makes you stand out from others
0: my smile. What is one of your goals for 2023? Hmm.
1: Good question. Um I don't know. To be healthier and to be a
2: better person. What is something you know you want for yourself long term that feels really out of reach right now? My farm.
1: Oh, you want a farm. I want a farm. Yeah. I want I just a small one, but I want to be like after Growing the food that I grow at the garden and donating it to the soup kitchen, the beauty of feeding people is so important to me now. And I would love to be financially secure enough to grow food and just be able to donate it until I can't physically do it anymore. So I would love to have a small farm and self, you know, be that crazy lady on the side of the road with the big hat, you (laughs) know, selling (laughs) produce and my baked goods. But I'd also love to feed people who need food and like good food, healthy food so that's it's 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 there but it's not there
0: yet yeah what is one word you want to be remembered by
1: hmm. i have a good heart i'm sorry that's more than one word but good heart good heart
0: yeah good dash
1: heart <laughs>
2: hyphen it's <That's laughs>
1: not okay how about <laughs> just my heart yeah I would my say heart yeah, we can just heart. do that yeah okay
2: um, Alright, thank you so, so much for coming on This was such an amazing episode I think everyone is going to take so much away from it And I know we definitely did yeah. um, And I know we've been trying to get you on for so long So thank you so much for taking the time to, to talk to us today
1: Well, thank you for having me And I, I'm so proud of you girls for what you're doing Because, you know, we need more women to promote women And I think, you know, that culture is so important To the future of what we will become so thank you
0: yeah and i i think a lot of the people we have on have that mindset so i think it's really nice to have your different perspective where it's not always been sunshine and rainbows (laughs) except my underwear (laughs) 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 all
2: right thank you so much oh make sure you guys follow us on social media at successful af podcast on instagram and tiktok and we'll see you guys next week see you next week